These days are beautiful, right? Just absolutely gorgeous out. It's about 75. It's a little bit cloudy, but I don't care. It's just gorgeous. Where is my beer and where's the TV out here? That's all I got to say. We may find both those things in a little bit. Going to talk about the Colts. The training schedule is going to be released Tuesday at 6 o'clock at Grand Park. We're going to find out that the first day of camp is going to be Wednesday, July 26th. That's the way it's going to be. I'm telling you right now, it's July 26th, all right? I hate to like jump on the announcement, but there you are. And then we're really going to find out what this team is. We're going to find out a little bit about the Indianapolis Colts as they continue to work, and they go through that first preseason game in Buffalo. And then they've got the second one here, the only one at Lucas Oil Stadium against the Chicago Bears and the vaunted Matt Eberflus High School Zone. It's going to be fantastic. Anthony Richardson, as long as he stays in there, and Gardner Minshew, those two guys, and hell, Sam Ellinger, those three quarterbacks, their combined statistics on that night are going to be incredible. Do not be fooled by that. It doesn't mean a thing. Uh, and then they wrap it up in Philly, and we'll see how it goes there. Uh, Gardner Minshew, you know, he, he at minicamp, he did a media availability, and he's great with the media, and you talk to him, and you listen to him, and you think, my God, this guy is just wonderful at what he does, and he's going to be such a boon to the to the prospects of Anthony Richardson. He's going to be such a kind of a quarterback whisperer who can serve as sort of an intermediary between Anthony and Shane Steichen and, and Cam Turner and those guys. I, I think it's just a great hire, a great signing. We crap on Chris Ballard because, let's face it, that's what happens to GMs who put up a 4-12-1 season. They get crapped on. However... Signing Gardner Minshew, I think, was inspired. Really, really good idea. So simple, so elegant, so correct. All right, we're going to talk about the Pacers in the draft. The, dra the grades for the draft, really pretty good, especially the pick of Jairus Walker, who is exactly the guy that the Pacers had been speculated would take. They did, and they traded back a spot and got two 2028 second-round picks. We're going to talk about why... The Wizards traded up one spot to get a guy that the Pacers never really had any interest in. It's all going to make sense to you, I promise. And then we're going to talk about co coaches a little bit. Are they necessary? Does a great coach win you stuff? The thumbnail, that Phil Jackson picture. We're going to talk about that picture. We're going to talk about coaches a little bit. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now for Friday, June 23rd, 2023. Brought to you by the great people at... Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson's the best plumber in the world. If you got a chance to hire the best, you hire the best. Hello? 765-610-8809. That's the number. Smash that subscribe button. Looking to get to 12,000 subscribers sometime in the next two weeks. We want to get it done before the 4th of July. We're not greedy about it. We got about 110 left. Ought to be able to do it in a week. All right. We're taking a little bit more than a week. Hit that like button. Leave a comment if you like. If you'd like to ask a question, do that. If you do it with a super thanks, I kind of see it in a special graphic. It makes it easier for me to see that you're asking a question or, or making a comment and what that comment is. All right, let's talk about sports, shall we? For the final time this week, it was a big week for the Colts. It's a big week always for the Colts, and it's a big week for the Pacers. Uh, the Colts camp schedule, like I said, is going to be released Next Tuesday at 6 o'clock, 
it's going to be that camp's going to start, but you're not going to know what time. Schedule might be a little bit different during uh, the day. It's not going to be the Frank Reich schedule. It's going to be the Shane Steichen schedule. There you go. Uh, but we're going to find that out Tuesday at 6 o'clock. I believe that camp will start Wednesday, July 26th. All right. Uh, Colts remain one of the limited number of National League or National Football League franchises who, who go to work during training camp in front of their fans. Uh, most teams, they do it at their facility, and they do it in private. They don't open it up to fans. The Colts, they do it at Grand Park. They make it accessible for the home fans. Very, very nice of them. Go out, watch them work. You get to see stuff. Like, that's genuine stuff. You get to come watch Anthony Richardson and tell me that I'm not right about Anthony Richardson. I look forward to it. Gardner Minshew's going to be out there, and he's going to be working because that's what he does. Tries to get better at his craft, and he tries to inspire others to do the same thing. So he, in advance of training camp, Anthony Richardson and receivers for the Colts, they're going to go down to Florida. And they're going to throw the football, and they're going to connect with each other, and they're going to come back here for camp, and they're going to have a bit of a thing. I'm watching you. You know what I mean? Like, you, you got to develop chemistry as quarterback and receiver. You've got to get to know each other a little bit better. How does the quarterback like to throw the football? Where does he like to throw the football? Where does the receiver want to be able to catch the football? All those things really, really important. And Gardner Minshew being a part of this, not being covetous necessarily. You don't sign a one-year, $2.5 million deal because you're covetous of the, the starting spot. That He knows who he is, and he knows what he is, and he's going to help Anthony Richardson as much as he can, and he's going to help Shane Steichen and Cam Turner and, and Jim Bob Cooter as much as he can because that's the way he's wired. Just a great, chill, southern guy. You know, kind of the football version of Tom Petty. That's who Gardner Minshew is. And congratulations. The, the more we hear from him, the more we hear from Anthony Richardson, the more it seems like maybe, finally, once and for all, the Colts kind of have this quarterback thing solved in some small, maybe there's a chance, right? We don't know how good Anthony Richardson's going to be in one year, three years, five years. We don't. He checks a lot of boxes as a guy who projects to be really, really good. Gardner Minshew's going to help him toward that. Good news for Trace Jackson Davis, and this is good news. Now listen, his agent, so he gets taken 57th by the Golden State Warriors, and people are like, yeah, 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 57th, my God, you know, he might get cut, he, he might play in the, the league. No, his agent is uh, James Dunleavy. And Mike Dunleavy is the GM of the Golden State Warriors. What does that mean? Of course, they had this cooked up. And, of course, Mike Dunleavy is offering Trace Jackson Davis a guaranteed multi-year contract. He's going to be a rostered guy. This is going to work out just fine for Trace Jackson Davis. He is in, like I said, exactly the right place at exactly the right time. That's where he is. The Warriors don't need him to shoot from 25 feet. They already have the two best ever to do it, shooting for him at 25 feet. They don't need another guy to do it. And so he's going to be able to go to work doing what he does. And that's playing good back-to-the-basket offensive basketball and playing good tough guy defense on the other end, 
Can he be a scrappy do underneath? Can he do that? He didn't come to Indiana scrappy. He left Indiana a whole lot scrappier than he was when he got there out of Center Grove High School. Scrappy Trace Jackson Davis is going to make money in the NBA. If Trace decides he's too cool for the room, that's a wholly different thing. We'll see how it goes in Golden State. I think he's got a great shot to put together a terrific career. Jalen hood Shafino, 17th to the Lakers. That's a pretty good spot. Going to be able to learn some things. Pacers being given good grades for their first-round picks. Jarris Walker, the pros, uh, he's 6'8", 7'2", length, 7'2 half length, actually. Got a great motor, defensive uh, versatility. He's able to guard all five spots. He can switch on anybody. He's got a big old body. Uh, he came with two twos because of that trade that Kevin Pritchard uh, kind of orchestrated. The, the Pacers still get their guy, but they get a couple of second-round picks for free in the bargain. It's nice. It's like going to Costco and eating a bunch of samples on Sunday. That's what Kevin Pritchard did last night. Uh, and then he's got, this is kind of one of those little things, but it's not so little. There's a difference in the slot between the seventh overall pick and the eighth overall pick. If a guy's the eighth overall pick, he's going to make less money and he's going to count less money against the cap than if he was seventh. That's what happened last night in that trade too. So the Pacers, they save a little scratch that they can invest in others. The question becomes, are they going to trade Heald? Are they going to trade Turner? If they don't, I think they got a playoff team and they stay healthy. If they trade Heald and something and bring in another like young guy, I think that they're, they're kind of they're young, really young and really solid. It's going to be an interesting offseason the rest of the way. I don't think Kevin Pritchard's done. Now, the negative on Jarvis Walker, not a great shooter or finisher. Really good athlete, but not a great finisher. He scored 11.2 points per game while at Houston last year. Not bad, but not great. Not an NBA-ready offensive game. We'll see if he can develop one. Summer league, workouts, that kind of thing. Let's go. Uh, then you've got Ben Shepard. The pluses, he's only 21, but despite being at Belmont for four years. He is an excellent shooter. 41.5% from beyond the arc, and he went up between 4 and 5% between his freshman and sophomore year, sophomore and junior year, junior and senior year. What's that show? It shows that he works hard and that hard work pays off. Uh, he's got a really high basketball IQ, according to those who know him. He's a great teammate, according to reports also, people down at Belmont. His minus, right now it's a lack of strength. If he can add 10, 15 pounds and maintain his quickness and all of that, Really good stuff. Jerris Walker, good passer, and, and Ben Shepard, really good passer as well. Uh, by the way, I want to mention this before we talk about coaching. What did I say? I swear to God, the people who, who matter, watch. When Robin Matthews' car snowballed, remember the, the 2012 uh, Chevy, 2012 uh, Chevy Cruze, that tire came off the car, flew over 160 feet and hit her car. And the car damaged, I think it was destroyed. And I said, you give her a car, give her a pace car for the love of God. You got nothing but Chevys roaming around the place. 
they gave her to use a Chevy Equinox, a 2023 Chevy Equinox, all painted up, official vehicle of the Indy 500, all that crap, just like a pace car, but it's a Chevy Equinox. She gets to keep it. That is the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, listening to the right people who tell them the right things. All right, let's talk about coaches for a second. Here's Phil Jackson's book, The Last Season, A Team in Search of Its Soul. And it's got his, uh, his picture on the back. Now, this is a pompous man. That's pomposity. He won a lot of championships. So the pomposity is partially earned. But he won them with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, uh, Dennis Rodman, Bill Cartwright, Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant. He won a lot of championships, but he had the best players. Here's how I think coaching matters. And coaching does matter. Not as much as Phil Jackson thinks it does, given his pensive look in that picture. Good Lord. Don't be so self-immersed. Get out of your own way a little bit, Phil. My God. A bad coach can kill you. A bad coach will kill a team. A good coach is going to be a coach like everybody else. Uh, you, you look in, in, uh, in the NBA, if you're paying $8 million for a coach, you're crazy. They're not worth $8 million a year. What you're paying for is a coach who's not going to drain the energy from your team and kill your team. That's what you want. They're, they're at the very top of that field, and this is the top of the field, right? You, you don't have a, a big, giant chasm. You don't have, like, the best. Look, Greg Popovich with Tim Duncan and David Robinson and Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker, that whole group, right? Steve Kerr for a bit, uh, Big Shot Bob. You know what? That was a great team. You could have coached that team in all likelihood and won an NBA championship if you didn't screw them up. They were that good. The teams that Phil Jackson coached, you could have coached them and won a whole lot of basketball games. You could have just sat there, said, okay, boys, and it would have been okay. Now, the, the triangle offense and all that stuff, wonderful, good, perfect. Are you telling me that with... Uh, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Luke Longley, Tony Kukic, and whom I, Dennis Rodman, and others coming off the bench who could shoot, like Judd Bushler and Steve Kerr. Are you telling you could have run the quadrangle offense? You could have won the run the octagon offense, and you're going to win basketball games. You're going to be able to put the ball in the bucket. You had the most talented team in the league. Period. If you had lost, it would have been a disgrace and a pox on your house. However, we don't want to diminish the importance of the coach, the importance of the coach. Coaches, not unimportant, but only important. Lou Boudreaux said it like this about baseball managers. A great manager is going to win you four games a year. A bad manager is going to lose you 25. That's how coaching works. First, do no harm. That's the, the Hippocratic oath or whatever. Okay. You know what? It works for physicians. It works for coaches. First, do no harm. That's how you become a great coach. That's how you wind up writing pompous you know, books that overvalue your, your positive influence on a team and get to pose for a picture like this and then live on a ranch in Montana for the rest of your life figuring out how in the world am I going to spend all this money. That is being a coach. 
That is Phil Jackson. Have a great weekend. Hmm.